Lord have mercy on Detroit Mercy in this one. They traveled quite a long way to Cincinnati, Ohio to get their fannies pummeled in this one. It was a 30-plus point game at halftime. Cincinnati put up 60 in the first half. Six players, six guards for Cincinnati all reached double figures. Um, If the Bearcats play like this, throughout the rest of the season. I think they're going to be a pretty good basketball team if they can have, you know, seven, eight guys that are hitting multiple threes in a game. Let's just tell you, Detroit Mercy, based off what we saw against Toledo, based off what we saw today, I mean, you could pretty much throw away the box score in this one because uh, Mike Davis at this point is collecting a paycheck. You know, took Indiana to a national championship, I think in his first or second year. I had some good teams at UAB. You get shuffled around. He was at like Texas, uh, Texas Southern, I think. And now maybe a stop in between there. Now he's here. When you're on your fourth or fifth job and you're in your 60s and you're making like $200,000 to coach, at that point, you just stay on the sidelines and you say, keep it up, fellas. Keep it up. They're just a lot better than us. This one was over from the get-go. Uh, Cincinnati looked great, man. Your overall thoughts? I, I mean, we we love scheduling a little Mike Davis out of conference because it, it really gets the confidence up of the team. I, I can't believe he was the head coach of Indiana. Um, it, the zone that he was running after we hit, I think, like 12 threes in a row, wide open. I'm sitting there going, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, what is Mike Davis doing? Even if you're pl- collecting a paycheck, maybe switch up the defense. I mean, guys were 10 feet open. If you're a college scholarship player, you're going to knock those down more often than not. So, you know, shout out Mike Davis. I'm a fan personally, and I I hope we keep scheduling them to, you know, after kind of a dud shooting last week or the the first game, um, get the confidence up. We had guys like CMOS that looked like what we thought he would look like today. Um, I was really confident in him. Obviously, CJ, I think it's, I'm already about to say it, second game in the damn season, best shooter in UC history. I mean, that is a pretty stroke. So, and, and, our boy Newman, man, that's a grown, grown man. I know people hate on Newman, you included. That's a I've grown never man. hated I mean, on he... Newman. Oh, offensively, offensively, I think there's a lot to be desired. But today, he knocks down like three of his first four. I think it was. Let him fly, Newman. It was contagious. Uh, Newman hit the first one of the game. Then from there, I think Seamus knocked one down. Frederick hit a couple. Dan Skillings got in the mix for a few. Jizzle James knocked one down. Let's run through the box score. Victor Locken had eight and five rebounds. Odio Guama had four and seven boards. John Newman, 13 points, eight rebounds. Dede Thomas, 11 points on two or three shooting from deep. Frederick was four or five from deep. He had 14 points. We got a Sage Tolentino sighting for the first time this year. He went 0 of 2, did grab a rebound, actually shot a three. He missed it. Jizzle James, career high 13 points, two rebounds, three assists. Josh Reed had five points. But he did grab 12 rebounds. Dan Skillings, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Simas Lukosius, 10 points, 5 boards. And then C.J. Anthony with 4 points. Just your overall thought is the Bearcats improved to 2-0. All you can do is beat the team on your schedule. It helps a lot on a Friday night when you kick their ass. The one thing that stuck out to me after you know the news today, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later, um, with Aziz being the second waiver not going through and essentially being told he's not playing basketball this season, was the, I think it was Newman on a fast break in the first half, and he lobbed up an alley-oop for Victor Locken. And he, uh, I don't know what you would call it, he 
couldn't really get off the ground at all and then got rejected by the rim underneath it. And I just, I wanted to projectile vomit as I saw it because Aziz would have tomahawk reverse dunked that. And so now we got to deal with the Victor Lockin. It's probably going to throw people off. It's like Newman, he's used to throwing lobs to Aziz. Victor Lockin isn't Aziz, guys. Okay, we got to realize that now. And maybe Sage is going to start having to get some playing time. But like we said in the first show, I think going small is our best bet um, with having Odie or Victor out there. I don't think you can have both of them out there and be a threat on the perimeter. So I think that clogs the lane a bit. But yeah, I mean, Aziz, how did you take the news, Chuck? It was tough. I took it with a double shot of whiskey. No, no, no whiskey today. I, I took it at work, unfortunately, but I did see Dave Yost's response, which we're getting into in a minute. We're saving the best for last, keeping you here for the entire show because he had some, I, I don't know if you want to call him hilarious. I would just say epic, epic bites in his little, um, in, in his little statement that he had. But John Newman today, I think safe to say maybe his best game is a Cincinnati Bearcat. And for those fans out there, True, I guess myself included, that kind of laughed when Wes Miller compared him to, I guess he didn't compare him to anyone. He just said he was one of the best defenders in the entire country. I was like, Wes, he's, he's a good on-ball defender, but I don't think he's Reuben Patterson. He's pretty good. And offensively, he, he's shown a little bit of bounce and the capabilities to throw down. The biggest question has always been, is he better than a 31, 32% three-point shooter? A, a lot to be desired based on what we've seen throughout his career. But tonight, that's a step in the right direction. When he can knock down two or three in, the, in a row and Dan Skillings can do the same thing, all of a sudden, this team becomes very dangerous. Yeah, and I, I think with, with John Newman, I know he knocked down a few threes. I don't think that's ever going to be his game, obviously, um, and, you know, in his senior last season. Um, but he's the type of guy, whether you love him or hate him, based on the roster construction, he's got to play because he's lengthy. He can actually defend, and he's probably, if not the most athletic, one of the most athletic guys on the floor. So you get what you get with Newman. He's got to be on the floor, especially when we start getting into Big 12 conference. He can match up athletically with almost anybody on the court. So you're going to see some, you're going to see a lot of Newman. It's, it is what it is. You're going to see a lot of Newman and he played well today and hopefully he continues on to the next topic. That's, I think I'm going to put this up for every single show because it's an easy one. Maybe if you want to give me a, something that's a little more creative for this banner on YouTube, by the way, we are streaming on YouTube for those that are listening to this podcast in the morning, but the, the banner is simple. It's fire away CJ. Knocks down, um, knocks down four more today in five attempts. If you give him space, you said it earlier. He's the he's the most automatic shooter. I think I've. I mean, it's it's sensationalism at its finest. Maybe it's recency biased, but when he's open, I think he's like the best UC shooter in in history. At least that I can think of, dating back yeah. to Melvin Levitt. I, I don't know if you're wrong on that. I mean, he's the type of guy that if he gets hot enough, um, he can win games by himself. Obviously, he's not going to be the guy creating a ton of shots for himself, but they almost got him in kind of a Steph Curry type of role where he's running around screens left and right trying to get the, the open space. And if you give him, I mean, I don't care if he's three feet beyond the arc, I like that shot. I like it a lot. We're not seeing as many. I guess, you know, it's two games into the season. But last year's offense, we had more talent, I would say, from a 
overall, you know, your best player with Landers, Nolly, and DeJulius, you could argue and say those are still would be the most talented guys, even on this roster. But it seems a little more cohesive with these guys. More ball movement, um, more guys running around, um, setting screens, things like that. It's not as much one-on-one, let's do a, a step back three. So I think that's a, a positive that we've seen. But, yeah, C.J. Frederick, man, thank God that we got him because I think we'd be in a world of hurt without a dead-eye shooter like that. I mean, he's up there with one of the prettiest strokes. Um, defensively, I'm interested to see what C.J., what uh, CMOS, what – even Jizzle playing against, you know, some some stepped up competition of the Big 12 with some of these guys give you defensively against those teams. But they look good today against Detroit Mercy. But again, I mean, with all due respect to those kids at Detroit Mercy, I hope they're staying over in Clifton tonight, maybe have a hotel and they don't have the long bus drive back. They can stop by Uncle Woody's. They can get some giant pitchers of some alcohol and drain their SARS. If they're 21, if not, they can go home and play Jenga virtually with their girlfriends. Yes. But, I mean, for God's sakes, that's a team that's not going to win many games. I think they're on the horizon. Um, it'll be interesting to see when they play Northern Kentucky and some of those teams that we know and love in the horizon, the right states of the world. But yeah, that team, um, if anyone's watching from Detroit Mercy, I know there's someone in the chat that's probably, and speaking of which, I actually had to bring this up because I'm a little bit concerned and intrigued by this. Why does the ESPN plus broadcast focus on the opposition so much? Like, it's the Big 12 Network. It's clearly a UC broadcast. Terry Nelson's on the call. Uh, Kelsey Conway, who's like a – I think she's a UC alum, is on the call. And they're going over to Mike Davis's bench, and they're like, yeah, well, Coach Davis, his team, they, they worked really hard this – in the offseason, and they think they're going to – I'm like, who gives a shit about Detroit Mercy? What are we doing here? Was that just me? Was anyone else like, all right, let's focus on the Bearcats. Let's talk some more Jameel and Aziz, maybe Rayvon Griffith, why he could be redshirting. Like, come on. No, we want to hear more about Mike Davis, man. We want to hear about this Detroit Mercy squad who went 12 and whatever, 20 last year. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they always do that, but it's usually like the janky broadcast. Like, I remember, I think we played a Mac school a couple years ago, and they had, like, the students run the broadcast. And I think I texted you, and I'm like, do you have any idea what the hell is it's happening? against Bowling Green. Is it-, it was against Bowling Green. Yeah, it, it went viral. You know, it was like Sergio Dip. It went viral, and everyone's just like, what the hell is going on? Super califragilistic CMOS Lucocious. Give it to me, Houdini. Uh, what do you think of him tonight? I think he's pretty smooth, nice little floor general, and can knock him down. I like him a lot. I, I, I saw him at Butler quite a bit, and it translated today, and I think it's going to translate the rest of the season. He's like a calming presence. When he has the ball, I feel pretty confident. Some of the other some of the other guards out there, like, you know, I love Day Day and I love Jizzle, but they're a little raw and a little out of control sometimes. Um, and he gives a calming presence that we we absolutely need. And he, you know, he's a he's a junior, so he's been there, done that. Um, and I think we're gonna continue to see growth from C if I could get his name right, I always want to say Simus. I don't know why, but it's CMOS. I got it. You, you taught me well. CMOS. I, I don't I don't think we necessarily need to see him, you know, doing dribble step back James Harden threes. But I no, I think um, if he's got a, a, a small amount of space, he'll be able to knock it down. Next topic, Casey, tee it up for me. Tee it up for me. Yo, yo! I can be oh, yo. I don't know if our audio is working right now. I can't really hear it on my end. The chat knows if it's working or not, but that's the scene from Remember the Titans where they take Allen out for, for um, who do they put in there? 
They uh, who did they take out? They put Petey in there at defensive back. I think they they take Allen out and they put Petey back there. But anyways, Dave Yost is he's UC's chance this year to be a really good basketball team. This is the storyline of the season right now. Cincinnati, or the Ohio Attorney General, rather, is getting into it with the NCAA. Aziz Bandega was already denied his mental health waiver. Aziz came out today with his comments on his mental health, shared his story publicly. In a day and age right now where, you, where you're for the student-athletes, and a student-athlete has seven requirements to transfer, he does so and should get that two-time transfer and doesn't get it. All of a sudden, Dave Yost is saying that this is a, a very illegal situation. I'm going to give you the uh, the full breakdown here with some of his quotes. Hop in the chat right now and, and tell me what you think about the NCAA one. Uh, I went off on the NCAA on our last show, and I'm not going to do it right now because it's the live show and there may be kids on there. Ah, fuck it. This is Chuck and Houdini after dark, baby. NCAA stinks. Bunch of cowards doing it to these kids. What are you doing? What the hell are you doing, NCAA? Cincinnati has a Final Four team in the making with these two. Maybe that's a stretch. But Aziz Bandago's a superstar. The guards on this team are electric. I've dedicated my entire life, I didn't go to UC, but to watching these games and rooting on these Bearcats. And I've been waiting for a freaking Final Four. We all have. We thought we had it. Going to take down Sister Jean in 2018. And we lost to Nevada. Excuse me. We were kicking Nevada's ass. We lost to Nevada. And the NCAA is going to do this to us right now. I mean, what are we thinking, Houdini? We have any chance that we get a miracle from Dave Yost as this one goes to court? Or are we dealing with what we have? Dude, I don't know if we have any attorneys in the chat, but unfortunately I did, you know, pre-law, like I did a class on law and it didn't go well for me in college. So I don't know what the rules are, but I, I thought people were saying that if you went to, um, if you took it to court, then essentially you could have him play in the meantime. I don't know if that's accurate at all. It's the rigmarole, right? It's the rigmarole. Yeah, Rigamaro. I've been trying to get some more details Rigamaro. on it. And it, it just... It just pisses me off because the NCAA, clearly, this is, you know, a little analogy for you. It's it's almost like they know they're losing control, right? Like people are starting to say, why do we even have the NCAA? And they're hanging on to any power they have by denying eligibility. It's like when yeah. you're 17 and, you know, your stepdad tries to ground you because he knows he's got two more months of you in the house. And you're like, screw you, brother. I'm, I'm out of here in two months. Okay. Jeff, Bill, this you is shut what the hell doing. up, Bill. This isn't your house, yeah. Bill. Who the hell are you? Yeah. I'm the You're man not my of the real house, dad. Bill. I'm the man of the exactly. house, Bill. God. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And all they're doing is imagine being, you know, 20 years old in your prime, and they're just stealing a year of college basketball. So many people want to play they're this thieves. game. They're thieves. Like, clearly, they what they did was that they changed the rule in 2023 right before Aziz – committed and transferred and they made it more stringent on how you can transfer and you're telling me the um the mental health they get to decide if the mental health reason is accurate or not he didn't know he's an international player he knew nobody he lived in utah you think that's good no he, he wanted to get closer to people that he knew mental health. yeah so, like what Go the ahead. hell yeah it, come on it just pisses me off because I, I think they're stealing a season from us if they don't let these two kids play. And I, I honestly thought Aziz had a much better chance than Jamil, 
I don't know the ins and outs of exactly what Jameel filed for, but I mean, cross your fingers and hope Jameel Reynolds can play. Cause I think he would make a massive impact on this team. Um, but I don't know. It's just a shame. It's just a, it's sick. It's disgusting, it's dirty, and it's deceitful what they're doing to these kids. Here's the exact quote. Um, let's start it off with, Yost said, I'm going to do it in the Dave Yost voice. Um, God, I want to get that, I could be a hero, baby, back up in the background. Casey, if you know how to get the audio up there somehow um, in the background without taking our faces off the camera, uh, that would be great because Dave Yost is the hero for the Cincinnati Bearcats. But um, he says... The NCAA knows they have a problem because they're down the halls of Congress trying to get a law passed to give them an exemption to antitrust law. They wouldn't be doing that if they thought they were clean on this, and they're not clean. This is the best line ever. Candidly, they're holding a gallon of gas in their lap and playing with matches. Hold on. If I scream into the mic, then it, like, reverberates. I can't figure it out, so I got to move the mic real quick. But You tell them, Dave Yost! You tell him, Dave Yost. Come on, baby. Uh, here's another one that he had. Any legal action, whether individually by Bandago or in the form of an antitrust suit, could um, take as long as a few weeks to be filed in court. The one thing that does seem clear is that Bandago's pursuit of immediate eligibility is far from over. Warm up your hands, and then here's a good quote. If we end up in court, the litigation could end up burning down the NCAA's precious operation. You kids going on your precious field trip. Oh, the precious field trip's over, NCAA. Oh, the precious field trip's over. They're making some of the money now, are the players. You're not getting what you want. He says, I just don't understand why they're so against reform, so against competition, so against fair play for the kids, Yo said. But if they want to fight, baby, we know how to fight. Dave Yost, Attorney General. I mean, we all know who the Bearcats are rooting for. I have no idea what 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 sector this guy is on the side of politics. I don't give a damn. Dave Yost, ha. Salute. I, I just love that um, it seems like a lot of people in politics, whether it be senators, governors, they love to get into eligibility for players at colleges. And I'm all for it. Like Marco Rubio wrote, like, I don't know, I think he passed like 12 laws to get somebody eligible at God knows what, uh, like Miami, Florida. Uh, the thing that pisses me off is, though, um, Terry mentioned it on the, if they're not going to make Aziz eligible, then no two-year transfer should be eligible. Like, it, 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 the way they do it is so arbitrary, and I don't know what UC did to piss somebody off. Or maybe, maybe it's somebody in the chat. Maybe it's one of us that pissed off the NCAA. And they're out to get us. Why? Aziz should have been shut and closed that he is eligible to play basketball this year. And it's just, it's disheartening because God, the problem is, I don't think that he's going to play if, if we can't get him on the court this year. I think he's gone. I mean, he's projected to, to be an NBA draft pick. So why would he sit around and, and, you know, deal with college for another year? Although Clifton has really, really skyrocketed in my power rankings of uh, college cities. They've ramped it up. Yeah, they've ramped it up. Maybe Woody's can maybe Woody's can keep his ease. A couple liquor pitchers, all of a sudden he's like, you know, maybe I gotta stay for another year, figure things out. I I don't know. It just it just sucks, man. I was thinking that he's more of a uh, an Adriatico's guy. Do they still have that what was that pizza that they had right on the corner there, right by Woody's? Was it was it Papadino's? No, it wasn't Papa. Was it Papadino's? 
the one that went out of business because too many people were dying yeah. and dashing. I, was yeah. it Papa? It was one of those. I know they still got Max down there, but yeah, there was a a real bad crisis, a pandemic. Some would say of of young twenty year olds going in there shit housed and running off. I I try to tell the owner, I go, listen, just to help you out, you got to get people to pay before they get their food. These people have had 14 four locos. They don't even know they didn't pay. They just run out of the damn establishment. So shout out to that. They were great, but they did shut down because nobody paid for their food. Hashtag Yost 2024 from Reds Daily. Uh, we got 14 in the stream right now. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on uh, Chatterbox Bearcats tonight. Yeah, you guys have been great. Um, any, any closing thought? Yeah, electric. On a Friday night against literally – the worst team in division one. I mean, with all due respect to Detroit mercy, there's no one in here to back them up. Like I don't think any of their student athletes, you can't say student athletes anymore. See NCAA. I can't even say student athletes with a straight face on anymore. They're not student athletes. You're running a damn business. You're running a damn business. And it's one that stinks. It needs reform. Bring me in there. Bring Houdini in there. I mean, look at this guy right now in Gary, Indiana. Look at that setup with the fan in the background. He could be the next Mark Emmert. I mean, Mark Emmert, bless. Jacob Broadbeck could be the next Mark Emmert. Thanks for joining the uh, the chat, Jacob Broadbeck. Here's a good one. Cincinnati covers first time of the season. So one and one are the Bearcats against the spread. I always hate betting against UC, so I stayed away from it tonight when I saw that big 23 and a half. But it was basically a cover by halftime. You know that they were rolling in this one. Uh, CJ Anthony got to score some points. That's when you know it's extremely lopsided. Last thing I wanted to get to, no Rayvon Griffith in this one. Wes Miller alluded to the fact that he may be redshirted before the game. I like to think that Rayvon Griffith could help this team with his shooting ability strictly as an athlete that hits threes, but you know, maybe it's just too much of a log jam at the guard position. That's what I think. I know uh, in our separate group chats, you were pretty furious about Rayvon Griffith not playing. And I made sure to remind you, you've only actually seen him play against high school players. So just to assume that he deserves minutes might be a long shot. Um, but I think that's exactly what it is. There's uh, too many similar players to him right now. And not that he couldn't help this team, but maybe Wes is looking at the future right now and saying, hey, we can get another year eligibility with him. And the, the one thing especially, and, and maybe he can't transfer anymore because the NCAA sucks, but you want to keep him engaged and keep him happy because I think he is definitely a talent. And what you hate to see is, let's say he doesn't play this year, and he, you know, skyrockets out of here to another school. So that's the the thing that all college coaches have to deal with now. That even your bench, you got to keep those guys happy, right? And, and I'm assuming Rayvon, if he does get redshirted, kind of agreed to this and said, "Hey, sure, this is you know, at least he's a local kid. He's got family here, so I, I think he's got a good you know bubble around him." Um, but then again, we could have an injury against Eastern Washington Sunday, all of a sudden Raymond Griffith is in the lineup. So we'll see what happens. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to Chatterbox Bearcats. If you like the show, be sure to give it a thumbs up. Subscribe so it pops up the morning after every single game. Next up for Cincinnati, Sunday, November 12th against Eastern Washington. That game's at noon. But the Bearcats 2-0, Chatterbox Bearcats, we will see you next time.